0: Hello, everyone. It's a great pleasure for me today to interview um, Miles Antrap to talk a little about uh, OCD, uh, his experience, uh, and uh, uh, how it feels in his uh, daily life uh, and um, in his work to. to live with OCD. So, uh, Miles, do you want to tell us a bit about you? Thanks for accepting this interview and to be with us today.
1: Absolutely, I'm you know very excited and very interested in this project and just happy to be a part of it in any way I can. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, my name is Miles Hentrup. Um, I'm an Associate Professor of Philosophy at Florida Gulf Coast University. And I was diagnosed with OCD, I think, Yeah, back in 2020 Mm. (laughs) is when I, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. first kind of started realizing that uh, I was having issues in my life, difficulties, Mm. you know, especially with my relationships, um, you know, with my personal relationship with my family, um, some of my work relationships, I just wasn't managing them very effectively. um, And I realized at that point, I had to, you know, kind of try to figure something else out. Um, Can I ask
0: you? Mm -hmm. sorry I'm so sorry can I ask you what kind of uh, difficulties
1: sure yeah um well I mean to be you know kind of I don't know how you know whether we want to get technical into the you know some of the language that I learned you know from some of my OCD therapy you know or what but um I mean really I was having a hard time um you know with feelings of guilt and shame um Ah. in relationship to You know, family members um, really feeling like a overwhelming sense of guilt and moral responsibility um, Mm -hmm. in particular in my relationships, Um, either kind of being worried about doing moral harm (laughs) to, you know, people close to me um, or um, on the other, on the other hand, moral, you know, fears of kind of moral contamination uh, by people Mm -hmm. close to me. So, Uh you know, it just really, it made me retreat um, quite a bit um, from those relationships you know, that were meaningful to me that are, you know, mm-hmm. necessary for my well-being. Um, you know, because I didn't know how to manage, I think, the boundaries um, mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that I needed to set for me to be healthy. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Right. Uh, would you like to, to share a particular experience uh, with us so that uh, you might define indicative of uh, OCD for you?
1: Well, I guess, let me see. Um you know, uh, I think that some of the the difficulties I had, you know, the most with was, you know, with my mother. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that this is probably a common enough issue as, as people get older, kind of renegotiating to some mm-hmm. extent, you know, right. the dynamics, the relationship, you know, with their parents. Um, but, you know, I, I think I just, you know, felt bad, you know, not being able to, you know, give her the amount of time that I wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. to call her as often to, you know, have as close of a relationship. Um, and I could tell that it was affecting her, but you know, the more I kind of noticed that, the more I would, you know, ruminate back on, oh, I should have done mm-hmm. it this way, I should have said this, I should have, mm-hmm. you know, made more time for her. Or, you know, um, the opposite, um, anticipating just obsessively you know this this trip that i have coming up or this holiday you know how am i going to you know be around her and not you know upset her with my you know weird behavior
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that's hard yeah, yeah. and uh, were you did you feel a relief when uh, you realized okay this is part of ocd uh this has a label like uh, has a category it It doesn't need to be me, it's something uh, that uh, I can work with.
1: Yeah, I would say that maybe, you know, less maybe the category, you know, um, and more just um, there's other people who seem to be having same struggles Mm -hmm. or the similar, you know, kind of experiences as me um, and who have found that, you know, they're able to, um, you know, find their way out of it or at least to to you know to lessen some of its effects so
0: mm-hmm. and uh, how did your family react uh, did you share the diagnosis with them or uh you kept it for yourself
1: <laughs> no I, I i shared it with them um you know quite early on and then of course uh-huh. i you know told them you guys need to start seeing a therapist as well because uh, you know uh-huh. we are uh, cut from the same cloth i know that you have the same <laughs> a lot of the uh-huh. same issues as me you know uh-huh. um, checking, you know, mental checking, little rituals, you know, um, Uh a lot of things that, that, that seem to, that I learned go along with um, that often go along with OCD. Um, So, you know, I've, I've um, definitely been very forthcoming with them Um, and, you know, they know I'm working on it. They know, (laughs) I think more or less, what are my triggers? Um, I still have to remind them, you know, or at least I still feel impelled to remind them of the things that, you know, Uh um, maybe I'm responding you know, too strongly to or something like this um, for a reason. Um, so I mean, it still is, you know, a work in progress. But right. you know, certainly, them knowing that this is something that I'm working on that I have been working on. Um, um, and that I'm not just being, you know, a jerk. <laughs> yeah, um, it certainly has made things easier for us. Yeah
0: and uh, i i read that you um, that you wrote that that uh, cognitive behavioral therapy was uh, very helpful for you to as a path to work on this uh, can you tell us a bit why and how
1: yeah well i mean i guess you know i, I was saying before that you know moral scrupulosity um mm-hmm. is you know particularly kind of one of the the things that really um was hard for me. And, you know, just kind of managing, you know, a sense of responsibility that wasn't, you know, outsized um, when it comes to, you know, am I living up to the expectations of my mother, Mm -hmm. you know, um, that often carried over, you know, um, pretty quickly to, am I living up to the expectations, you know, of my students, am I failing my students, Mm -hmm. Um, if I don't exhaust myself before every class over preparing and my um, you know this might be my only opportunity to get through to these students. This might uh, be the only time that you know yeah. one of my arguments that they've never heard before sinks in. Um, yeah. And so I certainly, you know, um, Every single class, you know, I, I would come in sweating, you know, <laughs> um, wow. And mm-hmm. running on, you know, very, very nervous energy thinking that I have to, you know, um, get things right. Um, yeah, you know, right now. Um, and so I guess the the CBT was really you know uh, helpful for me. You know, just being able to have a little bit of distance from mm.
0: some mm-hmm.
1: of um, some of the events that were triggering me, right? Um, mm-hmm. To not assign them immediately this sort of you know emergency status, right? Yeah. But um, you know to be able to sit with them and to you know actually judge you know uh, their value and significance. -hmm. Um, I feel like that's what CBT most of all has kind of um, Mm -hmm. given me different techniques for, you know, how to just kind of slow down a little Mm -hmm. bit if I'm, you know, obsessively ruminating, you know, about something about how how bad this class was or you know how good this class will be in the future or something like this. Right. Um, That's that's allowed me a little bit of uh, a little bit of relief.
0: I can imagine. Yeah, because it's exhausting. I mean, the example you brought of the classroom, it's really, or of your mom, it's, uh, uh, they are good ones. I, I, I can see how living a daily life uh, with uh, these ruminations that are like the windows of my computer now. <laughs> they, there's this uh, bar with uh, plenty of windows open they remain open and uh, consume energy in the background and in the meanwhile you're living your life and trying to get on new tasks and uh, connection and so on. Do you think that uh, OCD as it is defined uh, as it is commonly defined Mirror what you experience, uh, or when you discovered ah, uh, what I'm expe- in 2020, so very recently, what I'm experiencing is OCD came as a sort of a surprise. I wouldn't connect with the, this moral scrupulosity with OCD, or did you expect it? How um, did the OCD definition meet your experience?
1: The, I mean, definition. Uh, I mean, I, I guess maybe which definition in particular um, are you thinking about? Like, I'm, GSM, a, I'm kind thinking of, of the
0: common sense a definition of yeah. obsessive compulsive disorder. So, rumination, yeah. recurring thoughts, uh, uh, For- obsessed by being precise, uh, the rituals, and so on. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: did you so expect? That- uh, sorry, go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. Um, I think that you know, I, I I thought for a while that, you know, OCD was just about hand washing and, you know, being uh, afraid of germs eh. or something like this. Exactly um, and so point yeah, <laughs> I think that um, once I learned that, oh, you can ha- be obsessive with your, with mental rituals, um, mm-hmm. you know, with um, not just kind of, you know, hand washing or something like this, but, you know, going over a same thought again, and again, and again, that's, oh, that's OCD. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, well, I've had I've been struggling with some version of this for a while now so um I think that it it definitely had some explanatory power um you know just kind of seeing that a lot of these group of behaviors um seem to go along together and I mean I think that's just uh, at least you know what I've read and what I've you know discussed with my therapist um are quite descriptively accurate you know what I've seen so um
0: yeah, yeah, that's, I think, uh, one of the problems uh, that uh, uh, we think that um, OCD is uh, yeah, about washing hands or uh, checking uh, the door if it's closed uh, 10 times, which, of course, I do. But uh, myself as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I say, okay, but never mind. But uh, we uh, generally don't think about how exhausting. Uh, this lived experience uh, can be, and uh, yeah, you gave uh, a very good example. Uh, Is there um, something else would you like to say on how it feels like? I mean, if you can um, be mindful for a moment without, uh, of course, uh, uh, I I don't want to trigger any bad experience, but um, if you come back with your mind to the lived experience of uh, being inside this loop
1: yeah
0: how how would you describe it uh uh, how would it feel for your body for uh, your being
1: yeah um you know i i think uh for me you know i I guess i have an experience of tunnel vision maybe is is one way Mm. to experience Mm. is, is one way to describe it um you know i think that there's a an image from my therapist that's really kind of stuck out to me as descriptively mm. accurate That you know of OCD is it's like having, you know, all of this your your hand in front of your eyes and uh, you know each of these, you know, fingers covering your eyes is one of these cares that you have to obsessively be helpful. checking. Right. Um mm-hmm. and you know, meanwhile you have to be kind of living your life and seeing trying to take care of uh you know what you can see between the cracks between your fingers.
0: Oh, um wow. Well,
1: and yeah. I thought that, that was a helpful um, image um, for describing just kind of you know having to carry, you know, carry on your daily life with um, a lot of things that just kind of are hanging right in your <laughs> at the forefront of your mind. Um, but um, you know, for me it's 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 the mental part is, is you know, it's a big part of it, but the affective, you know, maybe more specifically affective side of it, um, you know, is what I think that um, CBT has really relieved me from. Which is just you know, just feeling, you know, um, like my body is just buzzing, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. that I can't kind of concentrate, that I can't yeah. um, focus on anything else except for trying to, you know, combat an intrusive thought you know that mm-hmm. I can't get away from, that I you know can't interpret away, that I can't rationalize away. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I really um, I really do feel like I'm gripped by something, you know, gripped by a thought. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, that's a very good point. That's a good way to describe it. Uh, and does philosophy help? I mean, philosophical writing?
1: Well, yes and no for me. Mm. Ah, <laughs> um, okay. I guess one thing that I haven't um, said too much yet is that, you know, my experience with OCD, you know, I think that it's been, you know, I, I've done a pretty good job managing it with my, you know, relationships and not letting it affect those negatively, um, including, you know, teaching. Um, when it comes to writing, <laughs> that still is something that I need to uh, mm-hmm. I need to continue to work through on that. Um, I'm somebody who will um, you know, spend years um, on a single article, um, just mm-hmm. writing, rewriting, erasing, rewording because I know there's there's a way that I can make this thought clearer and more persuasive to an even wider audience than mm-hmm. <laughs> I you know than this prior yeah. formulation. Um, and so, yeah, I just, am um, am um, just really gripped with, you know, crippling self-doubt when it comes to the writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's often just really, really a hard experience, <laughs> really, a, you know, a pretty um, a difficult experience. But, you know, I do also think that um, even before I realized, even before I was diagnosed with OCD, you know, my philosophical work and my philosophical research you know, I've been trying to, on some level, you know, think through um, and try to make sense of um, some of this stuff that I've been suffering from. Mm -hmm. So I do feel like, um, you know, once I've gotten some things down on the page, you know, um, and feel good enough to, you know, set it out for publication article, you know, oftentimes I do feel that I've grown in some ways um, in addressing maybe I don't know, some of the conceptual issues or maybe Mm -hmm. some of the epistemological issues um, Mm -hmm. that are still kind of, you know, um, um, affecting me in terms of OCD. So, yeah, mixed bag, mixed bag for sure. (laughs) Um, And what do you
0: think are the epistemological uh, issues that affect you? I mean, what did you clarify? What did you try that? Uh.
1: So I I think I mentioned that, you know, I work on Hegel, Hegel um, in particular, Um, and I think that, you know, on the one hand, CBT techniques um, have been helpful to manage, you know, some OCD symptoms. However, I do think that, you know, some of Hegel's kind of metaphysical um, and epistemological insights have helped me kind of... um, Make habitual and keep entrenched some of these uh, CBT techniques that have been working for me. So mm. I guess to to be you know kind of uh, specific and maybe too technical mm-hmm. for a moment, um, mm-hmm. you know I think that some of the moral scrupulosity um, that I've suffered from it's a lot. It's it's very much characterized in terms of an you know kind of complete moral perfection or yeah. complete moral corruption and failure.
0: Ah, um, okay.
1: And mm-hmm. I think that a lot of my, um, you know, struggles in terms of OCD stuff has been in terms of a kind of all or nothing black mm-hmm. and white, you mm-hmm. know, um, way of thinking mm-hmm. and approaching things. And Hegel's philosophy, um, I think, is maybe the best theoretical antidote, we might say, mm-hmm. to dualistic thinking, right? Or yeah, yeah, or taking a sort a of um, totalizing approach to a kind of right. either or black and white, you know, this or that mm. um, sort of way of thinking. So without getting too technical or too, you know, too much into Tegel's philosophy, yeah. um, that's been, I think, um a helpful kind of way of theoretically and reinforcing um, you know, some of the um you know some of the techniques that I've learned. Um that's CD.
0: beautiful. That's really beautiful, Miles. Because in this way both uh and antithesis success and failure good and bad have their uh, place yeah. for uh, the thing to be for uh, what is coming for uh, uh what you are working so there's space for everything that's yeah. really beautiful that's really really beautiful
1: yeah i've got, got more <laughs> I feel like that one <laughs> <laughs> i mean i really like you know i I've been obsessive with my research. I mean I've focused all of my researches on Hegel and skepticism. That's all the the work uh-huh. I do. So very narrow maybe maybe a little obsessive there. Um but you know on another level what I've been trying to do is trying to mm-hmm. think through you know in the best you know the most sophisticated epistemological and metaphysical um you know ways i know um how to deal with doubt how to deal mm-hmm. with living with uncertainty mm-hmm. and you know i do think that um you know that's something that really attracts me to Hegel's approach to skepticism is he's not one of these you know enlightenment philosophers that's like ah oh, we have to you know refute the skeptic and do away with mm-hmm. all uncertainty and you know doubt has to be you know completely pushed away he's somebody who i think realizes that oh, that's that's necessarily part of philosophy <laughs> that's necessarily mm-hmm. part of um you know life life yeah um and and so you know, at least on the theoretical level, I've been really trying to do what I can to, you know, plumb whatever resources I can in Hegel's philosophy to try to, you know, um, try to think through some of this stuff.
0: And how does Hegel help us to cope with uncertainty and doubts?
1: Well, definitely um, a complex question. (laughs) Um, I guess, let's see. Um, I guess... See, I'm trying to get too scholarly about this immediately. Yeah, no, I see um, that uh, your know, will
0: are turning to give me the final, uh, most uh, essential answer.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I think that maybe the simplest way to think mm-hmm. about it is, you know, uh, you know, Hegel's notion of, you know, negation, right? Mm. You know, a negation of saying no, right? Or uh, denying, you know, this affirmation or something like this. And, you know... Uh, Instead of just saying kind of no, negating or doubting, and that just being kind of the end of it, Hegel saying, no, whenever we're negating a claim, doubting it, um, there's always some determinacy to that Mm. negation, right? And so there's always a kind of positive content that arises through this Mm -hmm. kind of experience of Mm -hmm. contradiction, this experience of doubt or something Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. that. In fact, it's this doubt, this destabilization, Hegel wants to say, you know, that, you know, arguably leads philosophy to advance, right? Is through mm-hmm. kind of these yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: doubt. Mm-hmm. So I mean there's much more to be said, of course, uh, on mm-hmm. that. Um but um you know I guess just embracing the necessity of mm-hmm. uncertainty and doubt. And you know I think that on that point and a number of points, Hegel actually is you know in line with the Stoics um um in you know trying to be realistic about you know controlling what you can control. Um, mm-hmm. And that's just, I mean, it seems to me another version of, you know, kind of, I think what CBT um, seems to be preaching these days.
0: Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. I I think uh, uh, people will find uh, what you just said uh, very helpful. I'm glad that you shared this with uh, with us. And is is there anything about uh, OCD experience uh, uh, that you think people should know?
1: i'm gonna have to think about that one some more um i don't know if i have a good answer off the top of my head Um, i can
0: imagine yeah because you know i imagine those uh, who are browsing on uh, youtube and then uh, stumble upon this video and already i think uh, um we explored the interesting good uh, angles to look at this experience but in case uh, at some point uh, uh, something comes to your mind uh, that uh, might be helpful to share, uh, just let us know and we'll add it uh, in the comments.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll think about of course. it. It's a, a real question. Yeah.
0: And uh, are you taking part now uh, in uh, groups uh, or um, any kind of support uh, or? Um, uh, is there anything that helps you in the day-to-day life?
1: You know, um, I've been doing pretty decently um, recently, so I haven't been. I probably, I don't think I've seen my my therapist. I and mean, I was seeing her probably for about a year, maybe a year and mm-hmm. a half, mm-hmm. um, pretty consistently, and then just kind of like to check in every once in a while. I think it's probably about nine months or something since the last mm-hmm. check in. However, mm-hmm. um, I have every intention of. Conducting my Hellenistic philosophy class uh, this semester mm-hmm. as a group therapy class, <laughs> and trying to, you know, honestly, um, honestly try to, you know, see what the uh, the Stoics and Epicureans and Skeptics, you know, do have to offer for you know emotional right. management. Um, and uh, so, uh, so no, no, but I, I'm hoping that I can, you know, hopefully impart. Through the you know philosophical teaching I'm doing uh, something that you will know, we'll get through my students and then hopefully will also work for me. Um, but but not at this point, not right now.
0: Uh, yeah, see, I I think that philosophy of life is an incredible resource for uh, not just OCD. We were saying that before. I mean, anything that. Um, uh, Yeah, bothers our soul somehow and uh, to find some to to quench the thirst for uh, uh, the growth of our soul, the philosophy of life is uh, always a good good resource. Uh, I don't know for the people uh, uh, who do not know about philosophy and they might watch the video. uh, I'm referring to Marcus Aurelius, uh, Seneca. Uh, epictetus, although it might be a little more um, difficult to read uh, these are certainly good reads uh, to to have in your uh, in your pocket while going through life um, so I don't know I would like to ask you one more question before uh, we say goodbye it's um, yeah. Uh, it was really interesting to yeah to look at your lived experience and to see how um, how OCD manifests in your life. And uh, I particularly liked the Hegelian angle uh, that you give to it. I find it brilliant. And uh, and uh, even if, uh, even more so, if we look at this uh, dialectic uh, way of unfolding of uh, the um, lived experience of OCD, uh, do you think uh, is there a value in uh, experiencing OCD? And if so, what is this value? Because uh, clearly, uh, we tend to associate uh, any psychological problem and disorder to negative, abnormal, wrong, <laughs> all, yeah. all this bubble of these values. Um, but as you were saying uh, to us um, a few minutes ago, negation is uh, uh, negation of something. And this something is something that remains with us. Yeah. Uh, so what kind of value would you feel like attributing to... This experience. Uh, what's the ontological status in your life of this experience?
1: Yeah, a lot. I think. I think, you know, quite a bit. Um, you know, I think that um it forced me to really take a good look at myself and how I approach my relationships, you know, the ones that I that I wanted to keep, <laughs> the ones that I found valuable and really made me. Try to be as you know deliberate as possible about what I can do if I want to hold on to those relationships and cultivate them. Um, I don't know that most people have that opportunity, um, you know. Um, so I, I I do see that for sure as a as a real benefit. Um, you know, let's see. Um, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Hmm. Um, I think also, you know, um, being able to be more deliberate just about you know, not just about managing relationships, but you know, about how I respond to um, you know, problematic or otherwise challenging situations. um being able to learn how to be more reflective and mindful about it, um mm-hmm. you know, certainly has been. I think really helpful. I mean, I'm sure that some people just do this naturally or, you know, uh, without uh, training, Uh, Mm -hmm. you know, for, for those of us who need the training, you know, it was, it definitely was um, a benefit. And the last thing, you know, I'll say about, about this is, um, you know, I try to be pretty honest with my students, Um, you know, at least my, some of my students who I work, you know, more closely with about, um, you know, about being, you know, somebody who suffers from OCD and, Mm -hmm. um, I know that some of my students you know many of whom you know are suffering from you know various kind of issues themselves um you know uh i know feel a little bit um a little bit more legitimated or authorized to to kind of mm. see themselves as a, a as a philosopher to take themselves seriously despite the fact that they are suffering from you know some of these um, maladies so so mm-hmm. i guess that's that's what I'd say, that's what i'd say off the top of my head
0: It's quite a bit and if I may suggest to reconnect to what you were saying at the very beginning of our talk, you're breaking a cycle in your family because you said, you know, we are a piece of the same cloth, maybe you Mm -hmm. should do this therapy and you're breaking a cycle which is always incredibly difficult and you're helping your future self and somehow your family as well in breaking this cycle.
1: I'm trying to do that, but I'm trying not to overwhelm myself with thinking I have too much responsibility for that. Sort of no,
0: thing. of course that's so true. <laughs> that's absolutely true. No, it's just yeah. to take the beauty of it because it's um, you are already doing it. It's uh, it, the, just the fact that you realized it. Uh, it's already done. It's uh, it, it's an awareness that you reached uh, in your life and broke a cycle uh, in um, in your relationships in your family. So it's uh, yeah I can see how OCD uh, although it's uh, uh, it's certainly exhausting and it's a difficult uh, condition to live with uh, can bring light uh, yeah. when uh, uh, when you are aware of it of course when uh, there's uh, some kind of reflection when there's uh, work
1: yeah yes do. yeah once I once I know that it's something that can be, you know, dealt with, that's a mm-hmm. surmountable problem and not just something specific to me. Yeah, it just, you know, you feel some sense of hope, <laughs> some sense of yeah, for sure, yeah, just yeah. even knowing that.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you, Mice, for uh, the time you took uh, to- Thank you, Susie. To share you so your experience with us. <laughs> Thanks yeah.
1: um and Please be in touch. Um, I'd love to, you know, hear, um, you know, about the future of uh, what you guys are up to.
0: I will absolutely do that.